Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Bloomy Brain Podcast, where you come to water and nourish your brain, in turn seeing your mind, body, and spirit bloom. Today on the show, we have a very special guest, Gabriel Hines. How are you today, Gabe? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad that we're giving this another go. Uh, for those of you that don't know, maybe you missed it on my social media, we had tried to record, I believe it was this month of last year, right? It was either was it? this month or September, maybe. It has to be because I remember I was doing a job and I left here. Yeah, because you weren't here for that long. Yeah, so... It, Wow, it's already been a year. I that's what I can't believe. Like when I've looked at that, I'm like, oh my god, that got deleted. So, you guys, the file basically got deleted, and it was the most bizarre thing. Especially being, we were just talking about this before we started recording today, but um, it just didn't make sense that the whole file got deleted. And we talked a lot about both of our fathers and that's something that having fathers on the other side and that's something that kind of, um, you know, we c connect and relate on. So we were just like, this is wild, but maybe this one wasn't meant to be. Not meant to be. There will be a better one soon to come. Um, so who knows, maybe they tampered with it. But what are you up to? You just mentioned something about being back. I'm back. So full-time? Um, yeah, full-time. Uh, I'm actually going to be going back to school. So That's I can incredible. get this degree wrapped up so I can be a little more official with uh, with reconstructions mm -hmm. and remodels and stuff like that. Yeah, that's That seems amazing. to be taking off quite a bit. So That's amazing, especially around here. There's so much construction going on right everywhere. now. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't, I mean, you can't find enough guys to get the work done at this point. That's That's more so the problem. Yeah, that will definitely um, be just really great for you to be back here. And it'll feel good to have more education on the topics of what you'll be actually doing in the field. I always say, like, just never stop growing, never stop learning. And the only evidence of life is literally growth. So that's incredible that you're in school right now. I know my dad would be so happy to know, like, that you're doing all of this. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Gabe and I know each other from Fayetteville and we knew each other, uh, through middle school, right? And then come freshman year. You know, actually, I don't think we met in middle school because middle school, I was at Reed Ross and okay. I did homeschooling. So that's okay. why, that's what caused me to, or why I was able to skip a grade because I did the homeschooling thing first, went to yeah. Reed Ross because I heard their schedule was nicer. Yeah. And uh, and then I went to Pine Forest after that because I realized I want sports and I, I yeah. need to be there. Um, so then I went there. But I mean, I think we met because you were doing cheerleading. Cheerleading, yeah. Right? And I feel like Fayetteville is so small, like between the different soccer programs and after school programs and this and that. It's like I feel like I've known you since we were younger, but I think officially we met like at freshman year because you were dating someone on the cheerleading team. Mm hmm. Um, and you were super involved. And then my dad was super involved and my dad saw you and just saw your work ethic and was like, this kid is freaking incredible. Oh my God. Like, does yeah. he want to come on and, you know, do some assisting with me? And I was like, he's freaking crazy if he does, because you're, you're yeah, so your much dad. to put on <laughs> Your dad put me to work. He was like, yeah. I got a force now, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like all the while, like, especially like after the first week, like 
I just so was expecting you to come back to school and be like, her dad's a crazy person. Like, oh my God, never again. But like, you just always had such a great attitude. And oh my God, my dad just loved and adored you and thought the world of you and was like, they don't make them like him anymore. Look at all these boys inside playing video games and stuff, you know? Um, so, you know, fast forward to 2019 when my dad passed, I feel like I knew because it had come up throughout high school that your dad passed when you were young. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think I knew, I think, you know, it's just one of those things you hear something and you empathize and then you don't revisit it with that person always because you don't want to bring out trauma in them when maybe they didn't have the bandwidth to have a conversation about that one day. So it's like you hear things about people, but sometimes until you go through it yourself is when you fully have a wider framed lens and you can feel a little bit more like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand. And I mean, unfortunately now you understand yeah you know? so i think that's that's not something that i ever wish on anybody else to understand absolutely uh, and i just kind of learned to put it behind me more so than mm-hmm. in front of me to to make it an example of everything i do because it's not and that was like a time that happened to me in the past or happened to my family yeah and we had to learn and like you were just talking about grow from it um, you, you jumped over your dad really fast and I don't want to jump over him really quick because yeah. like, I kind of want to like give a texture of like yeah. what Josh was like. Cause when Josh brought me on, you know, he was like, Hey man, can you just crawl underneath this house, clean up this mold, <laughs> put this insulation back up, you know, lay some moisture barrier out. And he was asking me to do things like. I'm 13 years old. I don't know what I'm doing yeah, at all. What the hell's going on? To say. But like what, what adults are doing. Right. But he had so much <laughs> confidence in my, yeah. my work ethic, my skills that, you know, he knew I would figure it out. So yeah. he was able to get me a lot of clients in order to start making a name for myself, start hustling and working. But I, I loved your dad's energy because yeah. every time he saw me, he's always like laughing. He's always on the move to the next spot. He's always oh, hustling. Yeah always in a work shirt. I hardly yeah. ever saw him in like <laughs> Repping something his up. own thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his big truck coming around. Mm-hmm. And the, the one crazy job he made us do was he was having us pick up railroad ties from a railroad <laughs> and it, like those big wooden blocks. Yeah. Those, those uh, like six by six wood beams. And his brother, Jeremy, your uncle, came yeah. out and helped us. And, you know, we were just dumping them off a cliff. And that was a, that was like so fun. But I remember your dad, he was like, all right, today's been a long day. He goes, I'm going to drink a beer and I'm going to let you drive. I don't, <laughs> even, like, I don't even have a permit. I haven't even started taking driver's ed. You're supposed You're to like take driver's 13. ed. I'm 13 years old. And he's like, this is incriminating material. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm joking. I feel like he would appreciate it a little bit. Oh, he's like living you, it up right now. Yeah, you can cut it if you need to. No, oh my God. I'm so joking with you. Um, but yeah, I remember he was like, You're going to drive. And I was nervous. And he's over Aww. here. He already cracked open a Bud Light. He's slamming it. And he's like, drive yourself home and then you know that was cool because it was the first time somebody ever trusted me to just take their truck for my own yeah like i've done the whole like reach over and grab dad's wheel while he let go of it so yeah. he can text or whatever but and you shouldn't do that but you know never did i get that like permission to drive my truck and his truck was like a thirty thousand dollar truck so things could have went bad but he put a lot of trust <laughs> in me and that's what i appreciated Aww. about your dad i 
all all praise to him like mm. I, i'm so sad to see that he left when he did and yeah. how that came to be and like it's not anything that i would have known was coming and had i known i would have definitely wish i talked to him more uh but here we are here we are here we are here we are <laughs> No, I love that. That was such a beautiful tribute that you paid to him. And it's two days before his birthday. So I know nice. he's just right. I know he's just like eating it up right now, wherever he is. Maybe he's on a beach in heaven somewhere. Well, when this airs, happy birthday, Josh. Oh, yeah. Maybe it'll air on his birthday. Yeah, That'd yeah. be really cool. Um, but yeah, you know, you said like you and your family kind of brought you guys together and you worked as a team to overcome do you feel like this has strengthened your family unit like for the better over time that's kind of a loaded question i was i would say everybody handles things differently mm -hmm. um my older brother he's the oldest obviously knew what happened because he was old enough to understand mm-hmm and, you know, I don't think he would have process that, processed that the way that I did. I yeah. had to process, like, retroactively. I was only four. So what do you what do you know when you're four years old? You just know what your mom or your dad tells you to do. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and, and there's, there's like a, there's some people that will develop a victim mentality of something tragic or something horrible that happened to them. And then there's other people that will use it as a motivator. Yeah. Now... You can be the victim, you can play victim, or you can take your situation and you can, like we started this podcast saying, you can grow from it. You can use yeah. it as an advantage. You can use it, don't take it for advantage, don't take it for granted, but use it as an advantage of something that, all right, this happened to me. Uh, how did I develop the feelings over time to overcome uh, sadness, guilt, uh, whatever the, the case may be for how you feel, mad, angry, yeah. um, depressed. It, what did you do to slowly bring yourself out of that hole is mm -hmm. what's important for you to learn yourself to arm with that again when other things come to you, Yeah. right? So not to, not to take anything away from the fact that death can be a traumatic thing for anyone, especially when it's a family member. Mm -hmm. You the older you get sadly and the more you go grow through life the more you understand that that's a common thing that's going to happen and everybody dies yeah absolutely so as long as you you know make your impact where it's made and you keep those relationships close to you that matter to you most then death is a beautiful thing because whatever you believe in energy mm -hmm. god uh, yeah whatever the case may be uh you'll know that there's some peace that they're there yeah and that you you can get there too and you will get there not yeah. that you should rush it don't rush it but yeah don't rush it you know you can get there and and you can still find ways that they're communicating with you like crashing our first podcast yeah so they're like maybe not the world's not ready to hear this yeah so yeah god it's also crazy to think about and it's very relative and everything that you just said was so eloquently put um and yeah, I just I, I like what you said about like the victim mentality, because we do have a choice. We can either be victim or victor yes. and it's perspective and it's it's a choice. It's an active choice and you have to put in the work to either be one or the other. And I do think that the victim is the easier route to take sometimes because it's just 
you know, it's giving into the ego, mm-hmm. but when you don't give into that and you choose to not be defined by something, but turn your mess into message with it, I think that that, you know, just helps you to continue on in life and still squeeze the rest of the juice that's left in that lemon that life gave you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think back to like growing up in grade school, you know, I think about you and Josh Ryan are two people that lost, I believe you were four and he was like seven or eight. And you two particularly stick out to me as just two of the most positive, happy, uplifting people like throughout school, just your energies and your auras always so pleasant. Um, So it's interesting, too, to think about at such a young age, whether you guys were conscious of it or not, you guys were able to say, no, like victims, not for me, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's just so awesome. And your dads would both be so proud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you put it perfect victim or victor and you have to choose it's the decision that you make nobody's going to make that for you uh so i'm hoping to i'm hoping to stick to my victor side as long as i can i don't ever want to switch over yeah uh, because p- some people can switch around and they, they can feel like a victor some months and then other months they can feel like the victim and i totally get that it's yeah it's not a one-way shifts. street for everybody so Absolutely. Um, And I always like love when people reference like something's in the air, like it's in the air, you know, or now Mercury's in retrograde. (laughs) Right now it is. (laughs) No, no. I I don't know. Yeah, no, like just energy in the air and, you know, or like when breakups, a lot of breakups are happening, like, oh, it's in the air. Don't Mm -hmm. breathe in. Yeah. Um, But if you think about it, like this earth is more uh, energy than it is physical matter. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do like do the whole earth as like one and the airspace. So it's Mm -hmm. interesting to think that like, yeah, we, we do go through shifts and I do think that they have stuff to do with the stars, the moon, the sun, the placements of all the planets and everything. Um, but yeah, do you think that it's harder in today's day and age to kind of, express emotions as a male i do feel like the paradigm has shifted ever since covid and i do feel like mental health has been heavily pushed so maybe your answer would be different prior to 2019 than it is now well i mean today like what is a male i don't even know right (laughs) but i identify as a male i'm a dude um (laughs) i like i said um it's not a one-way street for everyone. For me, it's, uh, I honestly maybe have sometimes a little hard time suppressing my feelings. Maybe, maybe I'm a little too expressive and people can see it on my face. Like when I'm bothered in public or, you know, or if I just look uncomfortable because I'm around somebody that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And you know, I, I don't do so well with masking those kinds of emotions because it's out of my control in a way. Yeah. But then I have to think about myself in those moments and go, you're in control of the situation. You're in control of what you're at peace with right now. Yeah. So in those uncomfortable situations, I really got to bring myself back ground, ground myself to the to the floor and then realize I'm okay. Nothing bad's going to happen. And if X happens, what's my why? Do I need to worry about that or can I just be in the moment and be present? That's incredible. So I I think that's what helps me 
stay in a linear sense on track. Yeah. Um, it's not always easy to share my emotions. Like for instance, on a podcast, like for me to be vulnerable and just kind of open this door up to everyone on the internet, that's, that's a scary thing in a way. And so, you know, for us to talk about our dads, it's a very intimate and personal thing. Um, but I know that if maybe somehow that can help somebody and, and help them see that they have some kind of great influence in their life, then they can take a step back and realize that there's more people that you mean to like you, you mean more to people than what you think in your head, Yeah, you know, cause you can get in a dark place here, uh, with whenever you're not working, when you're not making money. Um, if you're stressed about health, if you're stressed, yeah. you know, about all those things that are out of your control again, you have to remind yourself that you're, you're in control with your mental state of everything. Yeah. So you can be a little more positive with look at the glass half full versus half empty. And yeah. that can be hard to do. So, um, you know, I put, I put my heart out there for everyone that yeah. goes through those struggles and they're going through that time and they feel alone because quite frankly, you're not whatever friend that you have, neighbor that you have, sister, brother, mom, cousin, follower at this point yeah, that you're making a difference to just that one person can be the reason why you, they're still going. So that should keep you going in a way because yeah. you never know who you're inspiring. You don't know what example you're leading, but as long as it's a good one for yourself, that's ultimately what matters, but you have to do yeah. it for yourself. Cause nowadays people, people are doing things just for the gram or for, you know, a social media thing or they're getting themselves yeah. hurt. Uh, so got to, got to be more in tune and more conscious about oneself. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And honestly, just being here from me and behalf of my audience, because it is a very vulnerable thing to come on here like this. And, um, your words were almost like exactly to a T talking about like, vulnerability and if you can just if you could just inspire one person I wrote this so it's pretty divine that you're on here as the next episode because I just recorded an episode finally kind of talking about the story of my dad leading up to it the day of and then a little bit after Um, I like blanked in here the first time I tried to record it and I caught myself I had stared off for like I think like six minutes or so like Mm -hmm. I just, just too much. And then I was like, I, I can't do this. Tried again almost a year later, um, just published it and everything. And in one of like in the description part, I did write a little something about like, if I had it my way, I'd be on a farm with bunnies and babies, goats and chickens with no social media. Like I, I do this to inspire people. And I, I feel like a God called mission almost to share it. And that was always my one mantra from the get go is as long as this helps one person, I can like feel satisfied. I can feel resolution in my heart because it's like, I wish that like my dad had just come across some sort of a resource, just something. It Mm -hmm. can be something as, you know, simple as music or as intricate as music, as, you know, simple as, you know, you see all those like mental health magazines in the, um, in the line at the grocery store now, like we're really pushing this out more and just the resources weren't there the way they are now in 2019. And they certainly weren't there when your dad 
committed. Um, what year was that, if you were four? Uh, that was 2002. So right after 9-11, that is... Yeah, and I mean, he was a easy. he was a reporter so and worked in magazine and newspaper editor. Uh, so, you know, part, part of me, like, wonders, you know... The hysteria of what, all of that. What happened? You know, what were you thinking about? That, those are the kinds of, like, answers I never got. I don't I'll never yeah. get those answers directly from why did he do what he did. And yeah. more often than not, statistically proven that most people don't tell you why they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, the ones that do do it, they, they're not leaving behind this message of like, this is why I did it. And because they don't need to burden you with that. Yeah. Um, and people that want to be found, they kind of lead you to finding them so that they don't, you know, actually commit suicide or whatever the case is um or or harm themselves and those people don't really want to go they want to be found and saved and they're just looking for attention they're they need help they need uh they need a friend they feel lonely uh they're, they're sick whatever the case is um but now like you said there there's there's more resources i think that we're still learning because yeah. everything is always on a spectrum as far as like depression and mental illness and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to give one person to you and say, Hey, this guy can fix your problems. Here's this therapist that knows how to deal with you. Yeah. Uh, and some people are intimidated by seeing a therapist or they're intimidated by calling that Wayne 800 helpline. Mm-hmm. Cause that kind of seems like, excuse me, they have to make the effort forward and that's like a big step for them. A lot of people don't realize that they're there already. And then it's probably like a trust thing too. Like if I call this number right now, am I going to get taken to a mental hot? Like you just don't. So it deters people. But yeah, one thing that's really shifted heavily um, and like with my own perspective, I didn't really have an opinion on this before my dad passed because again, I wasn't directly affected by suicide. So I wasn't like... I just didn't really have an opinion about it. I heard people say it and stuff, but I never really had input. But hearing people say, oh, like that's just a cry for help or like they're just doing, they're just being attention seeking. It's like, and I don't know if it is because I've been directly affected, but I'm like, no, like this needs to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what you just said, a cry for help. Like if something can be prevented, if something can be stopped. So I, I hate, when and the people, come on, let's be honest, the people that say that, they're the people that it's not affecting them. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? true. It's somebody who's on the outskirts and, and everybody in their family's fine and they don't have to worry about that kind of thing. But let it be their own mom or let it be a family member or a very close friend or something that's in that direction, then mm-hmm. you'll change your mind really fast. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's it's fair to say that, you know, oh, well, it's just a cry for help. It, it's more than that. It's a mental illness. It's somebody who's who needs help, that they're sick. They realize that this is the only way out. Yeah. And it's because of all the circumstances or thoughts in their head that have led them to believe this. Yeah. Never does it actually benefit somebody. So, you know, unless there's like a weight limit on an elevator and somebody's got to go, then you don't have to be the one to make that decision for yourself. You You... There is somebody out there that can help you or there's something that can help you. Yeah. There's some avenue of like a hobby or an experience that you haven't had yet that, you know, if you're feeling down and you're sad, look at the next 
European cruise that you want to go on yeah and and save your money up and work and hustle to get there because if that can make you happy for just you know a solid two weeks then that's enough to make a difference and that's looking at your glass half full yeah absolutely I find that I need like little things to look forward to even if they're just certain like like tonight I told you I'm going to dinner and I'm like excited you know like just keeping your calendar full of little things and things that don't have to cost money you know like walk in the park or walk outside Mm -hmm. little things like that um i i love all of that now what do you do on like a daily weekly monthly basis is there something particular that like sticks out to you that you feel like keeps your your own mental health in check and just makes you feel good Definitely exercise. Um, I notice that whenever I don't hit the gym for a while, I start to get crazy. I start to get very lethargic. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I don't wake up as early anymore or I'm not eating as often. I'm a skinny dude. And for me to not eat as often is a problem because I'll start to really look thin. Uh, Oh, what a problem. Yeah. (laughs) I'm joking. It is a problem. Like a lot of men have, and then women can kind of, I really struggle. You know, I'm trying to go, I'm, I'm not trying. Yeah. I am all natural, not using t- testosterone and stuff. And I'm That's not knocking amazing. it. I'm not knocking it for yeah. people that do it and stuff. But I, you know, I don't need them right now. But I also am not going to get super big all of a sudden because I'm eating clean food and I'm eating yeah. good food. That that's just not how our bodies are designed. There's a lot of people out there taking tea and they're not telling you about it. But I don't. I don't feel like that's for me. Uh, so I'm just naturally, my parents were two small framed people. That's yeah. what you get when you make me. I'm a little tall, but I'm skinny. And, you know, I, should, I really struggle to put on weight. So for like the modeling industry and everything, now we're moving more towards a body positive state. Yeah. Uh, you know, for you to just be like this athletic looking guy now, you, you were already one in a hundred thousand guys that are on modeling agency boards all over the world. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, well, you know, we're, we, we want you to be a little heavier. So you fit these clothes. Yeah. It's not like the nineties anymore. Everybody wants you like, hi. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants you twig thin in the nineties. Right. Oh my gosh. But there's a, there, there's a market for everybody. I mean, I've been told I, I fit more of a market for like Milan or, or Asia. Uh, wow. because I would fit their clothes better. That's so cool. I could see that, like you having more of a European vibe. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. How is all of that going? And um, also stuff with film. Are, I know we're on strike right now, but... Yeah, so, I mean, I want to know more about the film stuff and the acting and everything. I don't know incredibly a whole lot, but I, but I did know that you just did the... Uh, you just took acting classes out here with the yeah. place that I was taking them. But yeah. this, for the for the strike, I what I understand is that writers aren't getting paid as much, so they're upset. I I don't it's truly like the know the full story. And the actors are on strike, but yeah, I think just with like AI and stuff, oh my God. Um, the way that that's taken over, and then just like also streaming, we've seen it happen in the music industry yeah, too. Yeah. You know, um, I think like for example, someone put it like you know, you got paid a certain amount for that one day you did work on film. Oh my God. But then 
think about the millions of times that people are streaming how many face. times they're going to sell it and know? how many times they're going to sell it and yeah. that's the thing you know so they're collecting all of the money for being able to i guess monetize on that and it's just not as fair to the actor or the writers and the actors i think that the actors are heavily supporting the writers i think it's the least fair to the writers or something right now um but yeah i'm not like super versed on it either i just know that there's a strike and the so I signed with an agency this summer, and so we can only take like indie films and commercial work and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, but I do want to get back in the classes. I wasn't in them this summer because um, I've been so busy, but mm-hmm. I want to get back this fall. Do you think you're going to take any? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I really wanted to get back in it now, but yeah. it, it, like just my schedule has been crazy. I mean, yeah. I, like I, I keep emailing them and saying, Hey, I'm coming back. And then he sends me all the stuff and I'm like, wait a minute, I have to go to Miami now or yeah. I have to go to LA. And I really don't want to miss being there because you have to be there. It's like an immersive experience. Have you done scene study yet? No, I haven't. Oh my God. You would love scene study. So yeah. scene study is not on camera and you get like anywhere from like seven to nine pages of that you'll you'll have one partner all month and you guys do a whole scene together but you act it out live in front of the class each time and sometimes she's like critiquing you in real time it is so much fun but she did just email me back today because i was thinking of going back in september if you were going to go back in september i could ask her about being partners um i was partners with one of my friends last time and we had such a great time, but I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to on camera or scene study. So, okay, we'll see. But I'm so happy you're back. Um, Heidi and Gray were always like, we miss Gay. Oh, yeah, I miss them. They were they were honestly like a warm breath. For, they're, they're like a warm, fresh breath of air. <laughs> if that's a, if that's a thing, it's like I walk into a hot yeah. yoga sauna and I'm like, you know, yeah, they're, they're awesome, though. They make me nervous but they also help me grow. And honestly, those are the friends that I've looked forward to seeing mm-hmm. again, because those mm-hmm. friends, they keep you on your toes. Yeah. When you, when you start to hang around people that just like, aren't, they don't really care what you're doing or they're not, Sucky they're not buses. asking you. Yeah. <laughs> if they're just like pulling you down, then almost like wanting to know, like what's going wrong in your life. Yeah. Even. Whenever they celebrate your losses more, you got to cut it, cut it out. Yeah. I, yeah and I, that's something that. that I've had to learn over time. Like yeah. I was horrible with that in high school and stuff. I really wanted to like fit in with certain crowds. I really wanted to. Try oh, me to, too. Yeah. So, you know, learning that, Hey, you're not for me. That's okay. Yeah. And I'm going to spend more time focusing on the things that are for me. Yeah. Um, so like you said, the acting thing, I'm trying to like brush up in that. I, I feel like being on camera is actually much harder than modeling. Uh, it's so much harder than modeling. I, I give a lot of, for sure. It's so like, it's one thing to look good and hit you with a nice pose, pose, pose. But <laughs> it's another thing whenever you actually have to give the viewer some kind of dynamic yeah. or, or an emotion or to pretend something that you're not or pretend something that's supposed to be there is that which is actually not there. Yeah. Like, filming shows and movies is all very raw. It's, it's a very raw experience. Of it like, is. It's immersive. Yeah. You're not, there's no music playing around you when the music's playing in the show. There's How no they overlay it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of people pantomiming around you acting like they're talking and they're not. So like it's, the experience that you see as a viewer is totally different from what, I mean, everybody's seen what behind the scenes looks like, but it's such a weird thing. Like 
green screens are hard for me. I don't, it's hard. Oh God, I know. Like I, it's the I, weirdest thing. So weird to like, Hey, can you pretend that you're looking over at the sunset and a baby turtle just launched itself in the sky for <laughs> 30 seconds and you know, and I'm, you want me to do, how am I supposed to? <laughs> you're like, it's blunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I feel like that's need to get this party going. such a crazy dynamic, but it's, it's tough. And I think it helps me grow. So I really want to get back into it and just start getting back into more classes and stuff. But as for the modeling thing, it's like, uh, it's not necessarily any harder than acting at yeah. all. And I mean, uh, modeling stuff, cause you're definitely on this, like, uh, you're on this, you're on this careful microscope of like what fashion looks good. Yeah. And if you look good and, and you know, what's his hairline look like, you know, what's his skin texture look like? How tall is he? What waist size is he? Those are like a lot of the questions that you get. And how many followers do you have is probably one of the most important questions that you get. Really? Yeah. They, they care oh, wow. more. They care more now if you're like an influencer than they, than if you're just some good looking person on some agency board. Mm -hmm. um, because influencers already come with their own audience, which makes sense. I mean, you, you're already marketing to a certain group or a certain demographic of people that like this certain content. So if you can grab an influencer yeah. that already comes with views, then already comes with. Yeah. So that's just how the industry really works now. So whenever we talk about just to bring this back to the strike that's happening, the yeah. rider strike and everything, the sad truth is, is that nothing is what it used to be about yeah. 20 or 30 years ago. Because now technology has moved so forward that like we're struggling to keep up with it and we're still struggling to stay relevant because now we're all Dang. just a bunch of people just trying to keep up with an algorithm or we're somebody that's trying to keep up against AI. And now they can just like create a model out of thin air on a computer on AI or an actor or even a write a story in oh seconds gosh. with AI. So that brings me to is this something that is going to have a future for us as a human species in careers? Like, that's a great question to ask. Cause wow. I'm curious to know, like, is there going to come a time when we're watching TV and you know, they don't really need a human actor to act this certain role. They just have a computer doing everything. And I think it's where we're moving toward Yeah, because they're already taking models, uh, features like their eyes, like they could take your eyes, my mouth, and your cheeks and basically form them into a model and use them and they don't have to pay us anything because they didn't we didn't sign any contracts for them to use our likeness but that's starting to show up on contracts now and i think that it's probably in the contracts of our social media because yeah. i keep yeah. noticing the terms and condition oh conditions read the terms and conditions i don't have tiktok <laughs> because of that so if you go look oh, at me up stop. on tiktok i don't exist okay me anxiety. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like all over <laughs> have you ever seen uh the south park episode where the terms sure. and conditions yes yeah the, with the apple music yeah yeah and i mean joe rogan was talking about it on his podcast he kind of like highlighted a big chunk from tiktok where they're harvesting your data from every everything on your network so even if i don't have tiktok and i'm on your wi-fi and you have tiktok they can still get my data somehow oh god which is crazy but you know, I don't, I don't know how much truth there is to that because I didn't read those terms and conditions because I don't have a TikTok. Yeah. But, 
you really got to watch out for that because now everybody's posting all these videos, all these uh, photos and stuff of themselves. And now AI can just take every little piece of you and form something like a model or an actor or an actress and they don't need you. See, that's why I'm ready to be on my farm with no social media. That's what I like to hear right there. <laughs> now, now I don't think you should get rid of social media. I think social media has a good role to play yeah, as far as I like keeping you in connection with people. It's yeah. the news. It's but there's too much like manipulation that happens within it. Yeah. I think if you use social media for like the authentic reason it was made for us to keep in contact and not as like some gateway drug into endless scrolling. Oh, yeah you know, then social media can be a good thing. Like if you have a farm and you're operating a business from it, Hey guys, today on the farm, we have True. this, you know, Hey guys, get that farm content, that, <laughs> dude, I'm going to be a farm girl. <laughs> I, and I'm going to be a farmer. So I'm going to be a farm a horse boy. Girl. <laughs> I, I will be a horse. Um, save a horse. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ride a farmer. Yeah. I know. I'm right. So, it's funny you say that because I don't know if you know that. That's my big dream to be a farmer. Do you know that? No, I don't think with, I. You're messing with me. No, right I'm now. really. I mean, Stop. I could have figured that because you have such a green thumb, like you've always been into horticulture and everything. And like you're my go to person when my plants are dying. But yeah, I don't think I knew that. But I know as a society, a lot of us are kind of feeling drawn to that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and we should we should like you're the OG. Yo. And, the OG and I, farmer. Hey, and I and old I'm, McDonald. Unfortunately, I don't actually have a farm right now, but eventually, that's like the whole farm plan is yeah. building in my life. So, yes, I do have a green thumb. I'm always growing something, and chances are, if you know me in person, I'm probably cutting off a piece of some plant somewhere to propagate it, so I can have a piece for myself. Um, but I, but I, but I like farmers, and I came to this realiza realization. <laughs> That, <laughs> yo, know, I came to the realization that I need a more simple life than what I really thought I wanted. Yeah. I thought I wanted like all the fame. I thought I wanted all the glitz and glam, all yeah. the, the, the materialistic things. And I, and quite frankly, I don't care about that stuff. I've gone to Miami and I've been out to all the parties and I've seen the guys pay ridiculous amounts of money for the bottles at the tables and the VIP section. And whenever I think about what that money could do for somebody or do, yeah. what that could do for yourself or what you could invest that into to be more self-sufficient, to have more happiness with your family, to have more investments that are helping you grow, mm -hmm. you know, versus one night that you just blew for six seven thousand dollars with your friends yeah and uh, don't get me wrong really fun time really fun time probably too fun but you have to have that balance so if you have that money to go and do that then i really think that you should be spending your money also elsewhere investing in something that can help you grow yeah what you're doing so the farmer lifestyle is very important to me and I hope it's also important to you because the whole thing is self-sufficiency yeah and I think if there's anything that we've learned from this COVID thing is that being self-sufficient is probably imperative for our future generations yeah because there's only so much land we're going to be able to take there's only so much energy we're going to have there's only like non-renewable resources are just disappearing so yeah what are you doing to do your part 
if you're into the environmental side or what are you doing to protect yourself? I'm not asking you to like start building your bunker because somebody's just going to bomb the place, but (laughs) pray fingers crossed that it's not going to get there either. Uh, But to be a little more self-sufficient, I think is like the ideal lifestyle that I want to have too. Yeah, absolutely. If I can just stay where I'm at and not really need to go elsewhere for what I need, food is health. So if you grow the right food, the clean food, and with regenerative or permaculture practices, then you'll have good health, mm-hmm. good food. And then you also have good community because people eating good food with good health, they all breed together a good and community. And share and barter things. Oh, yeah. I'm going to trade. Dude, if I could go back. Goat for my chicken. <laughs> yes. If I could go back like 300 years. First off, I did the whole like google my family lineage thing and i found out i'm probably about as american as it gets like really i have some lineage of some somebody coming here in the 1700s even are you all related to the duncan hines yeah i I wish i mean i'll be getting some cake getting that dough yeah yeah getting that dough life's sweet um life's sweet when you're a heinz yeah that's right or you know most people they're like ketchup you know, that was my nickname when I played baseball catch up in Hines? school. Yeah. They'd be like, catch up, you know. Oh, wait, I get it now. Yeah, because Heinz. Heinz catch up, yeah. That is so funny. Catch up. They'd be like, <laughs> we should make your number 57. I'm like, but it's not spelled the same way. Yeah. Wait, that's cute, though. Yeah. No, but I agree with you about, like, just the sustainability of everything. And I feel like I'm going to be such a Nazi about my crops that I'm going to have them in some sort of a greenhouse. That way the sun can still get in, but the chemtrails can't get in. <laughs> because, I don't know, it's just crazy. Yeah, the chem- the, not to, like, open that can of worms. Yeah. But the the other thing is, like, let's say you got a piece of land for yourself next to other farms where farmers are using their space if they're spraying on their on their land it by association just comes to your land because it's right there by association yeah i mean literally just because you're in proximity of it and it's happening you get that wind and everything so that that uh that's something that you gotta be wary about now that that is if like you're trying to go for more organic food and stuff because that's the sad thing is like when you really get down into the brass tacks of what organic labeling is not the brass tacks yeah the brass tacks you get down into that then you start to realize like oh this can't be happening within this range of my farm oh i can't use this material because this is not allowed as organic oh so but needless to say yeah, having everything in a greenhouse would be nice because you can have some kind of like a microclimate and you can yeah. control what's growing in there. There's a there's a guy out of Durham who's literally on less than an acre. He's got about three greenhouses and all he grows is lettuce and he makes over six figures a year. Oh, yeah. Like he sells the microgreens and stuff to people. Lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hey. sells stri- strictly only to His chefs. Lettuce direct orders and restaurants. Wow. Yeah. Good a, for him. Right there in Raleigh. And he was a school teacher and I, you know, his name is Josh. Uh, and I listen to his podcast quite a well. He's been he on podcast. some podcasts. That's cool. Yeah. There's tons of, I listen to a lot of farmer podcasts. Like I'm, you mentioned that last time, mm-hmm, like regenerative journey with Charlie Arnott. He's like, if you like Australian accents, then you got to go listen to his podcast. Cause the dude's an authentic Australian farmer. When you said his last name, I, his last name even sounded Australian. Charlie on it. On yeah. it. 
on it. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. I'm going to have to check those out for sure. We're down to the final five minutes, but oh, I no, do. That was fast. I know. It was so Sorry. fast, right? I'm going to have to come back for all these other questions. But okay, what is something really weird that you like to do or you swear by doing? Wait, sorry, I worded that wrong. Something weird that you like to do, but you swear by it. You're like, this is the next best thing. Everyone has to do it. But people are like, that is so weird. Man, I, you know, I don't know if this is like that weird, but I think everybody should be doing it. And it's upcycling. (laughs) Upcycling? Upcycling. So like, it's like recycling. recycling. Yeah, it's almost like recycling. But you know how you see like a chair on the side of the road? And you think to yourself, oh, that chair would look good in my house. It just needs some TLC. Yeah. So I'm going to take that chair home or that dresser or uh, I'm like a dumpster diver is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I like to go and pick up things that I can Thrill make. Thrill of the hunt. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. on Facebook Marketplace or whatever. Yeah. Uh, go on the online s- things and just shop for pieces of furniture that I can refinish. I love that. And that's an incredible skill to have. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So I really am into that. And I think like it's a fun project for anyone to do for themselves or even just like a project they, they can do with their friends. But, you know, it's also a little side hustle. You can make some money doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I love Facebook Marketplace. I like selling things on there, too. Yeah, it's yeah. so much fun, like just uh, finding something random in your house that yeah. you don't use anymore. And your trash is another person's literal treasure. Literally. Upcycling. Okay, that's good. As we prepare to close out, do you have any advice for the younger generation or honestly just anyone, any generation on here? I would say that, like, don't be in a rush. Um, Ooh, I like that. That is something that I've had to learn, a very long lesson that I'm still learning, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's And it's something that you have to learn with grace because rushing yourself is not going to get you there any faster. It's only going to make you upset. It's going to give you the wrong emotions that you don't want to feel in your journey for discovering yourself. So if you don't know what you want to be, if you don't know who you are yet, don't rush it. Yeah. Go try some things. I didn't know what I wanted to do and I still kind of don't. I mean, I know I want to be a farmer. Uh, We're so young too. And and we are. And I think like when you ask an 18 year old right after high school, what they want to major in, it's that's unless they already knew from the jump or they've been inspired truly by something that moved them, then you, you don't know. You have no idea. Okay. So like, don't rush yourself to jump in school, go try some things. And if there's some things, yeah, if there's anybody that I can inspire to jump into the trades, go do it because we're, we're really struggling to find people that know how to do construction or that are interested in it or agriculture or those blue collar jobs. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be a data analyst and they all want to do Google jobs or something like that. And I don't, I truly think like they're going to get washed out and AI is taking their job anyway, to be honest. So at this point, like we need more tradesmen out there. We need people hustling and just trying different things. I'm trying to be a DJ, an actor, a model, a farmer, uh you know you name it a hustler w- with me too renovations real estate Check like what e all of the above all of the above so yeah and and i can't Hobbies tell you hot. 
yeah yeah and i want to make music so so i feel like i really enjoy the life of just trying things so i don't i don't want everybody to just walk away trying only one thing in their life i love this this is so great gabe this is incredible. I always say treat treat everything in life like a noodle. Throw it on the wall, see if it sticks. If not, hey. keep moving forward. That noodle ain't ready. <laughs> or that noodle is too done. <laughs> that noodle is, you need to put that one to rest. Okay, but where can the audience find you? If find, not find. No find one's going to find you. Where can they find you? You can't find me on TikTok, but you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm posting like most of my modeling content. Um, you know, I'm trying to get on the reels game. Incredible, by the way. Oh my God. Thank you. I've worked very hard for it and I'm very grateful to all the photographers, stylists, productions, producers, creative directors, everyone that is built my portfolio the way it looks. It's very high classy and beautiful and, and, and I and I've been excited to work with a lot of people. I've been, been very fortunate. But you can find me on Instagram at Gabriel Hines underscore and Facebook Gabriel Hines. Um, I don't think I really am much on anything else. Like I yeah, said, I'm not fine. really doing the talks. I'm really trying out on my reels game. So I know you're going to make a reel from this maybe. Yes, I will. I'll um, send it to you to post. Uh, I really struggle with the reels, guys, um, in I'll the videos. I'm I'm terrible. I know I need to do them. And doing construction and DIYs, like I, yes. I just need to hurry up and get the GoPro and like set it up so I can just start My, making content because yeah. I'm doing it anyway. I'm like renovating houses, just apartments, built a restaurant, but yeah. My two biggest tips for anybody that are, is getting into creating reels and doing more like digital marketing and content, do not edit on the app always edit off of the app. Mm-hmm. So like my favorite app to edit is InShot. It is so user-friendly. It won't kick you off and be overloaded with data on Instagram. I just don't have a lot of patience. Wait a minute. Do you have, do you have like a partnership with them by any chance? Like I a, don't. I just oh am authentic. God. Don't be giving here. them that free Yeah, okay. Content. True, true. But and I do shot, and shot do better them. give her that code, that <laughs> discount code. Seriously, right? See, I need you as my, as my manager. <laughs> that and then create a playlist or notes on your phone like anytime you hear a song and you hear the beat and you're like whoa that would be really great if i made a song or if i made a reel saying this or using this caption or Mm -hmm. showed me doing this to this song so that way you're just constantly in a cinematic frame of mind and even when you're not doing it you're still doing it by thinking Mm -hmm. of what you're going to post next or what you're going to create but yeah i love to hear that for you thank you so much for being here today i had such an incredible time with you uh thank you guys for watching the episode give gabriel a follow check out his all of his awesome creative endeavors they're also inspiring and cool and until next time stay bloomy brained